0: Hi, welcome to What Do Moms Do? I'm Allie.
1: And I'm Caitlin.
0: And today's going to be a little different. Um, We're going to have some stories of paranormal activity, ghosts, just some strange things. It's something that's really always interests me.
1: I can't wait to hear this one that you keep talking about that's going to give me chills. (laughs) Okay,
0: so this one is directly from my aunt. My aunt is a total skeptic. She's an atheist. She does not believe in life after death. You know... So, for her to truly believe this or, like, truly be... Have an
1: experience. Have an
0: experience yeah. and be, like, not okay with it is 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 pretty insane if you knew her. Um, I will say that when she was telling me, I had full body chills the entire time.
1: Did this, like, make her um, change her views on all that or no? She still just like... She says that she's
0: now sort of a skeptic. Um, But it really did give her the, I'm sorry, what (sighs) feeling? Um, Okay. So my aunt at the time, she was was living in New Mexico, went to New York City for a little bit, and then decided to move back to New Mexico. When she got back, her friend, her previous roommate, let her stay with her until her apartment was ready. It was going to be about a week or so. Um, so the, the roommate, Sarah, she used to live in the upstairs bedroom, which was like, kind of like an attic, kind of like a loft, had slanted ceilings. Um, so she used to live there. But when my aunt got there, Sarah told her that, listen, this place is haunted. We have been seeing this teenage girl dressed in 70s clothing out of the corner of our eye for the last few months. What? She said it was happening more and more frequently in the attic. So she decided she had to just move her bedroom downstairs because she couldn't take all the sightings anymore.
1: Who else lives in this house besides her? Sarah?
0: There was, um, it was only Sarah and then my aunt. But she used to have, like, her boyfriend sleepover and friends over and stuff like that. And everyone had experienced the same thing. Oh, shoot. Okay. So my aunt, again, the skeptic, was like, yeah, sure, okay. And moved her things directly in the upstairs bedroom. Ba- upstairs bedroom. Mm-hmm. And for the first two nights, she said it was like scorching hot New Mexico nights. Um, So she had multiple fans on in the room every night. So now in this specific night, though, where everything basically went down, Mm -hmm. um, it was a really cool wave happening in New Mexico. So it was the first night that she did not sleep with any fans on. So because of this, it took her a while to actually fall asleep because she didn't have the fan or the noise to help her. But once she did, she said she immediately started having a vivid dream. And she attests this, this was just a dream, and I know I was sleeping. So the dream started downstairs in the kitchen. My aunt said she was cooking, but kept feeling like someone was staring at her. And it was her. It was the teenage girl dressed in all 70s clothing, with long, straight hair parted down the middle.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, parted down the middle. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it was the middle part, okay? Um, so the girl kept walking towards my aunt, and she saw her at, like the corner of her eye. She said she actually felt like an overwhelming feeling of fear. And she started feeling this sort of pull. And she explains it, like, almost felt like the girl entered her body. Oh, no. And was dragging her up the stairs to the attic. She says that she was trying to, like, hold on to things, but the girl was much taller than her. And so her lo- her arms and her legs, like... Couldn't move. Couldn't move because they were taken over by this And the attic entity. is where her bedroom is. The so attic is where her bedroom, bedroom okay. is. Yeah. So... Hopefully the stove got turned off. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so she kept feeling this dragging into the attic room. So she walks her up to the room and crouches down next to the closet door. No. Uh-uh. no. She opens the door and my aunt said she smelt this overwhelming smell of iron. What the hell did she I said she thought? could taste it. She could smell it. It was just pure iron. So once she kind of like sees what's going on, she realizes the smell of iron is because... The entire closet is filled with blood.
1: What the? Oh, what?
0: Yeah, filled with blood. So, my aunt keeps like trying not to make eye contact with it, and remember, she is dreaming, so she's trying
1: out of the closet? like
0: just filled with blood. So, my aunt says she's trying not to make eye contact, but she can tell that the girl keeps handing her
1: a blanket covered in blood, and so she knows she's dreaming, but can't. Like wake up from it, yeah. So she knows she's asleep.
0: This is a dream, but it's very, very lucid, very vivid. Um. So she says that when the girl keeps trying to hand her the blanket covered in blood, she says, "Quote: It was like she was begging me to take it so someone knew what happened to her." So my aunt realizes that. Trigger warning: that this blanket is actually a fetus covered in blood.
1: No.
0: Mm-hmm. So as soon as my aunt goes to take the baby, she immediately wakes up. So she wakes up and she sees like pieces of paper, things, and like feels like this gust of air, like things just like flying around. She's like, "Oh, it's the fans."
1: But the fans are on. The fans <laughs> are
0: not on. So yeah, this is just the beginning. So I don't
1: <laughs> my think I have I don't how is this going to piece together right. So a week later,
0: my aunt's apartment is ready. She moves out on her own.
1: <laughs> Thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a few years go by. You know, she, her and Sarah are friends. She goes over there often. Did you tell Sarah about this dream? Yes. Okay. But Sarah's like, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I've seen her all the time. Um, so a few years go by and Sarah is having a party at her house. There's lots of people there. Things are getting wild. And somehow a hole gets put into the wall. So now Sarah Mm -hmm. is renting, so she's, like, dreading calling the landlord. She says that this guy is pretty – kind of just, like, a miserable dude. Doesn't ever want anything to do with the house. Um, Maybe she
1: should fix it herself (laughs) instead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what she does, though, she does call the landlord, but he has to go over there while she's at work. And my aunt's not going to be working, so she asks her if she would be okay going to the house while he's there to do the repair. And kind of just keeps an eye on things, lets him in and out. Since so she's already, like, lived there and everything, Yeah, too. No. she's lived there. She knows the landlord and everything. So the landlord is, like, so annoyed with actually being there um, and fixing the hole. And he even says that he's just over having a rental property. You know, my aunt kind of feels like, okay, he's just kind of complaining. He's being kind of weird. like, I don't live here anymore, so I'm <laughs> like, okay, it's not my problem. <laughs> I'm
1: just here to make sure you don't do anything weird. <laughs> Steal anything,
0: do anything weird, put cameras up, whatever. So he shares with my aunt, quote, you know, I don't even want this place anymore, but I feel like I have to keep it. My parents owned the house and I grew up here. (laughs) Whoa. My aunt steps back and she's like, wait a second. She's like, this is going to be really weird, but can I ask you something? Has anyone ever died here before? She doesn't give any suggestions to who, where, when, what she's seen. She simply just asks the question.
1: Like, do you have a sister? (laughs)
0: Right. And he looks at her really weird and goes, yeah, in the late 60s. My sister had an illegal abortion when she was a teenager. He says she crawled into her closet. No. When she started bleeding bad because she didn't think any of us knew what was going on or what she had done. What? And and even if you know she just didn't want them to know what was going on she ended up passing away in the closet and it was filled with blood so it's like this whole time the teenage girl was convinced no one knew what had happened to her
1: but really oh my but really God.
0: they did you know as sad as it is they did um but it's kind of like now they know and since then no one has experienced anything in that house
1: so now that she just needed that, like, set free, basically. Set free,
0: like, needed someone to know what happened to her, and. That's so sad, if she would have just said something. Right. And, I mean, it was, it was so illegal, so stigmatized back then that, you know, she probably just.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine how she did it, so.
0: <laughs> I know. I think she, from what my aunt had told me, she did go to get one performed, but still, it was just such a you know, something that didn't happen often that I'm sure providers were not
1: up adequate, adequate
0: to perform the procedure.
1: So just like went wrong. Totally went wrong. Oh, that's like my biggest fear. Like that realm of information, like childbirth, all that stuff. It's like, yeah, so scary. So scary. So so sad. Just the bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Just like
0: not able to stop it. And it's so sad. She just like went into her hiding, thinking that it would just like pass. And yeah, so sad. Okay, so this next story was also told to me by my aunt. She has, honestly, she has the best stories. She was a history and English teacher in San Francisco, New York City, New Mexico. She's, she's been through it. She's yeah. got a lot of good stories. Um, so she's always the one I go to when I need some clarification on some family history or something like that. So this story that she told me is actually about my great-grandma, Teresa. So, my great-grandmother was born in 1910. So, growing up, my great-grandma had many of her siblings pass away from various things like scarlet fever um, and and just a lot of diseases. I can't imagine. I mean, around that time. away like that? Just children. You mean like normal? So normalized. Um, So, my great-grandmother, her mother was pregnant 18 times and only had eight children live. So 10 of her children had passed away over the course of her lifetime. Yeah. Wow. So my great-grandmother was now 16 years old and she was living in Brooklyn, New York. Grace was her little sister and unfortunately she passed away at 4 years old from a disease called I hope I don't butcher this, black diphtheria. Um so this is like a disease I guess that you know, it was pretty common back in the day. It was my aunt explained it to me that you basically get a super sore throat and it ends up closing your throat. It becomes so swollen. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's it's uh basically just a children's disease and anyone who got it most likely passed away from it. That is awful. So terrifying. <laughs> Thank God for modern medicine, I guess. Okay, <laughs> Vaccine for that, is there? Like, what, how are we, right. we protected from that? Then? That's a good question. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. So, again, at this time, they're living in New York City, in Brooklyn, and all of the boroughs had limited space for burials. So, instead of a traditional graveyard, they would bury families on top of each other vertically in the same gravesite. So, one what? on top of another after someone in the family passed away. What the heck? So, if you think of like a traditional graveyard, everyone's just laid out like normal, like normal <laughs> next to each other, but they just have very limited space there. So, like, that's a still a thing, or just yeah, an, oh, yeah,
1: interesting. So, it's a lot of digging, a
0: lot, very deep. Like, how deep do you to the go to first core, <laughs> right? Um, so. I'm sure many people, like, when a family member passed away, my family would light a candle for them every night. So, however many people, you know, if it was just our kids, so ten candles would be lit every night. Holy crap. So, when Grace passed away, she was the tenth child that my great-grandmother, Anna Conchetta, had lost. At this time, my, I'm sorry, great-great-grandmother, um... Went into like a super deep depression. I mean, it was her tenth child she lost.
1: I can't take this anymore. I can't take it anymore.
0: Like, even though it was very normalized, I mean, it's st- you're still losing a child. Yeah, Your mother's still, is still losing yeah. a kid. Um. So at this time, she like stopped lighting the candles for everyone. It was just like bringing on a lot of depression and memories for her.
1: And every night, that's every like, night, yeah, just never. You're not gonna ever forget mm-hmm. ever. Well, you would, but.
0: My Italian side, very Catholic, Italian people. So um, when my great-grandmother, Teresa, turned 18, her father, so this is two years after Grace, her father suddenly passed away from a heart attack. So now at this point, Anna Concetta, my great-great-grandmother, was a complete wreck. Yeah. Ten kids, now her husband. She now has eight children to raise on her own. A A wreck. So the night of her father's funeral, my great-grandmother had a dream. Well, she thought it was a dream um, that Grace came to see her. She woke up and started to play with Grace. They danced, they laughed, and they played. But Grace kept saying, I only have a few hours before they make me go back. Oh. So now dawn is approaching, and Grace told my great-grandmother that she had to leave now because, quote, they're going to put me back now. I love you so much. Please tell mom to keep lighting the candles. End oh. quote. So now when Tressa wakes up, she has this sense of, like, happiness. Still sad that her sister saw her, but she's now gone. But just felt kind of comforted
1: in it. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be weird. Like, you get to see him in a dream, but also still... Yeah. And I will just note that
0: my family, as you can tell, have always been able to, like, have dreams of loved ones. And, and they find comfort in it mm-hmm. or find answers, something. Mm-hmm. We have lots of stories about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Tressel walks downstairs and sees her mother crying hysterically. She's banging around pots and pans. She's yelling. And she looks at my gra- great-grandmother and says, quote, you are not going to believe this. Since your father's casket casket, I'm sorry, was too big, they had to take Gracie out and put him below her. Since it was the end of the worker shift, they left your sister's casket out all night. No, I just had chills. Oh my. They Crazy, right? They have to right? put me
1: back now.
0: They have to put me back now, like she kept saying, and and you know, my aunt who is the skeptic who told me the story, she's like, you know, I've always thought about things like maybe because she knew that. They were buried vertically, and that it was a bigger casket; it wouldn't fit. But it's like that exact moment, in that time, like it's and just she so able,
1: like it already happened. Like she already had the dream, so it's right. not like she had it. She heard it and then had the dream.
0: Right, but she's my aunt was even saying like you know at the funeral, you know this was a very common thing. Like mm-hmm. you know burying people on top of each other. It could have been known that this. May have happen. happened, but it's just sad that like the moment she woke up, the moment she went to bed, it, it it's happened. Yeah, yeah.
1: And her saying that in the dream, mm, weird, just kept saying it like they're gonna put me
0: back now. I have to go. It's just so creepy, and like there's just some things that like I feel like. How do you explain that? How do you explain it? And sometimes a coincidence is even creepier than like yeah thinking about a paranormal yes.
1: event. Yeah. Like what? Ooh. Yeah, coincidence do freak me out, actually.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like,
1: how does the world just align like that for it to make it seem like? Caitlin, what is that candle that's burning? It's my new candle from Equal Love Company. They have um, they hand pour each candle and wax warmer individually, and they offer five ounce tins, eight point five ounce jars, and coming soon they'll have fifteen ounce jars. Um, they have different wax warmers and different sizes, and they also just added like a clothing merchandise line. Cool. They have a bunch of new scents coming, and they also offer um, custom candle labels on all their candles. Oh, that's awesome. What is the scent that's running right now? It smells so good. It's Snuggle Me Up. It's so good. They also have really um, some other really great scents. Um, the other ones we like are Cleanse the Vibe and Drift Away. And we also have a code for everyone to use if they'd like to purchase some of their own. It is What Do Moms Do? 10. And it will run for a couple months if everyone wants to go and try their awesome scents.
0: Okay, so now we have a couple submissions from you guys of your paranormal stories. So here's the first one My mom had me very young. When I was only about one or two years old, her best friend passed away in a car accident. About once a month, we would go visit her grave. Now, after a few years of doing this, we are there. It's a sunny afternoon, and I was just frolicking in the field in the graveyard. My mom waves me over and says it's time to leave. I look at her super bummed out and say, Okay, but can we come back later to play with this little boy?
1: He's so lonely here. We never went back again. This is another one, another story that was submitted. It says almost four years ago my pop grandfather passed away. We were very close and I was devastated that I hadn't had a chance to say goodbye. Three weeks after he passed, I was due to go on vacation with two of my best girlfriends and thought about canceling, but everyone said he'd want me to go. I had been asking every day for a sign from him to let me know he was close or still with me. One night on vacation he came to me in the most vivid dream I've ever had. We were at his house talking on his couch I was crying and told him I was so sad I didn't get to say goodbye. He said he knew how much I loved him, but that he had to go now. I said I didn't want him to. He said he knew and that he loved me. I woke up at that point, told only my friends I was with and my family. About a month after that, I went to a psychic medium to see if he and other family members would come through. At one point, the medium said to me how special he came to you in your dreams. Oh, like how special it was that he came yeah. to you in your dreams. <laughs> I truly believe our love is powerful. I often ask my pop for signs. He has left me pennies in some of the most odd places. In our brand new home that we had just moved into. In an upper cabinet all the way in one back of the shelf. Right inside the laundry dryer door. Underneath the padding of my son's car seat I found while cleaning it. Just a few examples. I truly believe in ghosts or spirits. I walk on my loved one's presence. That's Aww. sweet. Yeah.
0: That's just like really comforting. Yes.
1: When it happens. And like when you ask for signs and like get them. Mm-hmm. Because that would be depressing if you're like, please, show me. Please, show
0: me. And they don't.
1: Oh, I see ghosts in the first word. (laughs) All right. My mom has a ghost in her house. We aren't sure who it is. I personally think it's my great-grandfather. He never lived there, but has always hung around my mom. Any picture of her alone has orbs around her. My sister's room's floor... My sister's room floor has always creaked so you can hear someone walking around up there. When I was in high school, we had moved some things to the attic. My mom was home alone, and some of the here to make noise toys started randomly going off in the attic. Some nights when you lay down to go to sleep, you will hear random music. I got so mad a few summers ago because I thought it was the neighbor. Got up and the music stopped, laid back down, and it started again. Went in, my mom, Went into my mom to ask if she had heard it, and she laughed and said, It's just a ghost. Right after my sister went off to college, it was the first time my mom had ever truly been living alone, and all of her music boxes in the living room, all in closed cabinets, went off. She was in bed asleep, and since my grandfather passed away last year, a random alarm clock in the family room will go off at different times. She knows it's him just messing with her. We all laugh about it. Creepy. (laughs) So creepy. I feel like I would be... I would be freaked out.
0: I I would be so freaked out just... Like Anticipating yes. like something's yes. gonna happen, and like knowing
1: like oh hey guys, <laughs> all the music's about to go. Off. Uh,
0: like, don't even worry. At least make it good music.
1: I yeah. guess. it's fine. <laughs> I would I would definitely be freaked out about that, mm-hmm. and like knowing who it is messing with you. But like, like how is it do you family? know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you really know who are it you is messing with me nicely, or are you gonna hurt me?
0: <laughs> I know it's it's so it's it's just a very. Strange, mm, yeah, yeah, it's very
1: deciphered all the
0: so. Although I have honestly hundreds of ghost <laughs> stories, um,
1: we'll we're have ready to, for
0: them. <laughs> we'll have to save the ones from living at my house on Tip Hill for an entire episode. Maybe we can get my roommates <gasps> who lived with us to come on the show because hint, hint, <laughs> hint, hint <laughs> Ashley, Angel, and Jessica. Um, we had the most haunted house, but we will definitely save that for an entire episode. This one actually happened to my mother. So in her bedroom, she had, I'm going to say like back in the day, this was like 10, 15 years ago, my senior picture sitting on the top of her like entertainment stand in her Mm -hmm. room. She wakes up in the middle of the night and sees an old woman standing next to the TV, holding my picture in her hand, looking down at the picture, kind of just like, looking very caring and and comforted by the picture my mom's like staring at her and she sees the woman place my picture on the bottom of the tv so no longer on the top my mom just rolls over and goes back to bed figures that it's a dream wakes up the next morning and my picture was moved to the bottom of the tv like exactly where she saw it I mean not a dream not a dream I mean as skeptics you could say maybe she woke up or maybe she moved it last minute. Don't mess with that. But still it's like I don't there's just some things that might not ever have an
1: answer. Yeah, and like you if you've never like sleepwalked before or anything like that, like why would you think you'd do it just randomly and go move a picture like tonight? And, <laughs> and, like, all night. and be seeing somebody else do it like that? Maybe if you saw yourself doing it, okay, but yeah. like seeing somebody else do it, so
0: weird. And they were touching your picture. I know. I was like, it had to be my picture, and there was tons of pictures on top of it. Was like, you remember those like old entertainment systems? That oh, like yeah. The TV went into yeah,
1: like the little TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there was like spots for all different stuff like tons records. Of stuff. <laughs> yes.
0: VCR, yeah. you know, everything, but yeah. Um I don't know why I find it. So we will definitely have more episodes like this and I hope that if you guys have stories to send us some in. Yeah. Any stories about paranormal, any of your psychic Psychics, stories, yes. we definitely want to hear that. I have some funny ones about that that were like total flukes of a psychic.
1: <laughs> oh, the one I saw was like really good. Really good. I would definitely.
0: Maybe if anyone is a psychic medium I'm like too, come on the show. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, definitely. So send us in your stuff again. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Bye.